Hey, this is Collarworks Radio, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. Tonight, I'm a little contemplative and nostalgic for that time of transition from school to summer. Now, a lot of you may or may not know I am a professor at a local community college, and this week, on Monday, I just handed in my grades for the spring 2020 semester. And in my opinion, it's a semester I'd rather not repeat again. And it's not the work, and it's not the way the work changed, but it's just the uncertainty, the inability to say to my students, hey, this is what happens. This is what's happening. But in the end, like always, most of them made it. But I feel for these kids. I feel for that lack of experience that they're having. But in talking to them on Zoom, they're so adaptable and they really are fighters. And in thinking about myself at their age, I was just such a mess, full of angst, and really, really not that agreeable. So much of that mess was not directed or calmed till I was able to just get out of that small town that some nights I prayed would not be there. But when I did get out and I was able to find people I could relate to, people that made me feel like Hey, there's people like me. People that would make an impact and influence my thoughts and opinions. People like my long gone friend, Jason Slocum. Jason was a weird mix of wizard and Warhol factory regular. He had this encyclopedic knowledge of music that mattered. Anything, 60s, 70s, that was deep. He was like this internet, and he turned me on to so many things that was not just music. Things like Henry Miller, Kurt Vonnegut, Tolstoy, the Monkees. Musically, it was Brian Eno, Jonathan Richmond, Steely Dan, the Kinks, Ween, Captain Beefheart. He had this deep knowledge that as a kid, like the same age, I didn't understand where it came from. How did he know these things? But it seemed otherworldly and magical. And his enthusiasm. So tonight, it's that sense of magic, alchemy, and wonder that brought me to my guest, painter Joseph O'Neill. Joseph talks about seeing art that mattered to him and thinking he just wanted to participate in that conversation, that conversation that art brought to him. And I found that sentiment 
so profound and that it really explains that initial fire that a kid can experience and say, hey, I want to do that. How do I get out of here and do that? Which in a lot of ways is magical. And I think looking back, that excitement Jason had for great art inspired me to dive headfirst down this weird freak scene that for me was otherworldly. So tonight, before Joseph, just a little magic that comes from a little bedroom on a rundown street in Albany from a cassette that I first heard this song. Oh, 
Joseph O'Neill. Um, you know, I, I grew up skateboarding, um, and that was kind of my uh, foray into um, the art world. Uh, um, and that was in uh, North Carolina. Um, you know, I worked at a skate shop there and kind of was really ingrained in, um, in that scene on a you know, regional and somewhat national level. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how I first started getting interested in, in art. And, um, one of the, uh, the skateboard publications, uh, Thrasher magazine, which I'm, I'm sure most people have heard of at this point. Um, there, uh, it's high speed productions is the, the printing press that does that. And, uh, they also do uh, a juxtapose magazine. Okay. Yeah. So those used to show up to the skate shop sometimes. Um, and I would, and I was like, Oh, wow. You know, this is, uh, there, there's a whole world out here. Um, and of course that was tied in with the, the skateboard world and the, the low brow nature of things. Um, but that really just kind of sparked my interest that, that there was this world that I was unaware of and it, it being tied into skateboarding, you know, was, was something that interested me. Um, so I kind of just dove into that. And then, um, from there, uh, it's, you know, you start to learn about Basquiat, which was very exciting for me as a, as a teenager and really kind of, you know, just opened my eyes that, there's, there's this, uh, there's this other side of art that I was unaware of. And it, it really spoke to me. Um, I, I grew up in a town called Wilmington, North Carolina, and it's on the, uh, on the coast. So I was, I was accustomed to, you know, paintings of, uh, sand dunes, the seagulls, and, you know, things like that. And, uh, that didn't really do much for, uh, the angsty teenager I was. Um, <laughs> but seeing some of the, you know, some of the, the lowbrow stuff and, and Basquiat, of course, really, I was like, Oh, like I, I this is, I've, I've got to dive into this. I got to figure this out. Um, so just, just learning about that. And, and, you know, that was kind of my, uh, my entry point. Um, but then, you know, it goes, uh, you know, Basquiat and then you're learning about Twombly and then you're learning about Monet and then you're learning about Turner and, uh-huh. uh, so just kind of diving into that and, um, and then it was really just, uh, just starting to make work and, uh, feeling out that process. Um, and then, um, I started working as a, um, art director for a skateboard company in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, uh-huh. and then that's really when I had my first studio, uh, the, the company gave me some space to, to work out of, um, but again, I, I was still doing really uh, graphic inspired things, um, uh, spray paint, stencils, uh, things like that. Um, but then just, just going down that, uh, going down that hole, you know, the, the work started to get more abstracted and I started to learn about, uh, you know, the contemporary scene and, and, and kind of the, uh, the conversation that was going on. And, um, you know, that, that, that really struck a chord with me that you could uh-huh. communicate, you know, about kind of, uh, you know, higher level things, uh, through this medium. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, I just chased it down and I was only in Charlotte, I think for, for two years. And then I moved to, uh, to Brooklyn. And, and that's when I, I feel like I really started my practice in a, in a serious way. Okay. Did you, um, did you ever, um, 
like go to school or is it all kind of like self-taught or I'm, I'm kind of curious about like your, your jump from skateboarder to professional painter, like th- did that, was there anything in there that happened or is it just all kind of like you chasing it down? Yeah. Um, you know, while I was, uh, working uh, at the skateboard company, um, I was also going to school for graphic design Okay, and I was doing that, uh, you know, at night online and things like that for the most part. Oh, interesting. Um, but you know, I I think I might've had one, you know, like art history course or something, (laughs) but it was, it was so hyper-focused on like, here's how you get people to buy this stuff, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, Okay. That, uh, yeah. And there's some color theory things and stuff in there that I'm sure kind of, you know, seeped in and I, you know, I'm not saying I didn't get get anything out of it that I'm applying today, but mm-hmm. uh, nothing that I can kind of directly correlate. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was mainly just you know I've I've, I've got this energy and uh, you know this desire for 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 these things I'm seeing in the world and I want to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming from skateboarding, which is a you know very much like make it happen, you you, you do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, and I was, you know, I was young. And so I was, had the right amount of naivete where it's like, oh, you just go, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That, yeah. Um, how long were you in Brooklyn for? And like, what, was there anything in particular that happened there that like really influenced you? Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I was in Brooklyn for, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years. Um, and the, the, first, the first year I was there, I was invited um, by a gallery in Miami to come down for Art Basel. And, um, it, you know, it was, it was a little offshoot thing of, of Art Basel and the gallery. And um, at, the, at this point, um, my work there was some representational elements, but it was, was kind of getting more abstracted. Mm -hmm. Um, and on that trip, I met the artist, uh, Joe Strasser, um, and uh, immediately kind of struck up a, uh, you know, a tight friendship and and bond with him. We had a lot of the same, same ideas and, and things like that. And, um, so I, I think, you know, meeting, meeting with him and kind of having someone now that I could really, uh, you know, dive in with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we talked almost daily for, for the next year over the phone, just about ideas and what we were working on and, and things like that. Um, and I really think that having that time period, um, kind of gave me the, you know, confidence and understanding to, to, to really kind of, uh, follow the, uh, the urges that I, that I was having in the work, um, uh-huh. and to, to not be so, uh, so cognitive about where it fit or what I was doing. Interesting. Um, so yeah. And I, I laid, we later, he came up to, to New York later and we shared a studio for, for a few years. And um, yeah, so that was, uh, I think that was a big, big turning point for me. Mm-hmm. The, the pieces that were like um, you say, like kind of like roughly representational because um, the work that like really, caught me when I, when I, when I saw your work and, you know, again, I, I love Instagram because <laughs> I see so many things now. Um, 
you know, it's just, I, I just love the, the abstract quality of it, but also this, this kind of um, cerebral kind of connection with the text. Um, but, but the work that you were kind of doing that was like, you say kind of representation, was it the, the Onassis work or was it? Yeah, so that the Onassis work kind of, um, that came about around 2010 is when that started. Um, so this, this work, I, I don't even know if you could find any, any pictures uh -huh. of it anywhere at this point. Um, hopefully I've scrubbed the internet well enough, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> if you, if you find any, let me know, we'll, we'll figure out how to get them off of there. Um, okay. it was, you know, there was, there was figures and, uh, uh, you know, birds and things like that. Um, but it was more, um, it, it was a lot more graphic in nature. Uh -huh. Um, but at, at, at that point it, it, I had started to, uh, abstract that a little bit. So it was kind of, uh, I don't know, very neo-expressionist and, and, you know, it was kind of a mix of things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I, you know, the, the representational aspects were kind of a crutch. Um, and, and I was able to, Move, move past that and you know kind of embrace the more um visceral aspects of of, of what i do mm. um i guess yeah i mean now would be a good time to i guess kind of get into some of the work that you're making now because you know i kind of already said like what really you know catches me about your work and and i think why i like it so much is the the play the the kind of the beautiful abstraction um the shapes, the color, the, the line, um, and just this like really interesting use of text. And I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit in terms of like where the, the text comes from um, and how it gets there. And then kind of like what you, you know, well, I guess we'll start there. Like, where does that, where does the, the text come from? Um, so lots of places. Um, you, you know, one is I, I keep a running list um, uh -huh. of uh, words I, I see out in the wild that, um, you know, I gravitate to for, for one reason or another, uh, things I find interesting. Um, there's no you know, there's no set, like, these are the type of words I'm looking for. It's uh -huh. kind of just like, like, oh, this something, the way this word looks, the way it sounds, um, this name, this date, whatever it is, uh, you know, there, there, there's a spark and that kind of, uh, I let the, um, you know, kind of the, I try to follow the whispers I have, if that, if that makes sense. Uh -huh. Um, so I have that running list and then I'm always bringing, a you know, literature and poetry books and into the studio and constantly kind of thumbing through them. Mm -hmm. Um, and things will catch my eye. Like I'll just open a random page and scan and then it's mm -hmm. like, okay, boom, I like that. You know, I, you know, I think that kind of works here. And so I'll place it there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, the other aspect of it is, uh, the pure intuitive part. Um, you know, some, sometimes it just kind of falls out on the painting, um, mm -hmm. where it's, okay, that's, that's coming in. Let's just, let's throw it down. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so they, they, you know, they really show up in a, in a myriad of ways. Um, and there's, there's no agenda to the text. I'm not, uh, you know, for instance, like with the, the Henry Miller piece, there's no, uh, I'm not lobbying for or against. It's just, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's an anchor point really. Um, uh-huh. or, you know, a, a prompt maybe is, is a better word. Uh-huh. Um, but the I'm, the thing I'm interested in is is the space between the the text and the um, non-objective imagery, mm-hmm. um, and in creating that scene, which you know hopefully translates into an opportunity for the for the viewer. And there's there's something about that back and forth where you can't quite connect the dots, uh-huh. um, and that you know that hopefully allows a. Uh, you know, a, a space of, of, of reflection, um, you know, or, or just pure abyss that the, you can float, float within as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of, uh, or that is rather, uh, you know, what's, what spurns that. Mm-hmm. Um, and where, so I, Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Oh, I was going to say, I, I wish I knew a formula <laughs> that uh-huh. would make my life so much easier. Um, uh-huh. But so much of it, it, it is really just kind of uh, fumbling and dancing around until, until uh, y- you know, the gates open up and I'm lucky enough to fall in. Mm-hmm. So it's really like, like you said, I guess, the, the play between the, the non-objective and, and kind of like the objective, like those two colliding in some way. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and of course I know that, um, and I, you know, and I actually like that, uh, you know, people are going to bring the, you know, certain baggage to what, to whatever piece, um, you know, if they, they have a connection to, to, to the text or the name on the piece, you know, they're, they're going to bring that baggage with them, good or bad. Um, so there's that. And then there's the, the ability for the work to be read on, multiple levels uh-huh. you know some of it can be read very surface levels like oh it's like a book cover or, or you mm-hmm. know whatever and that's okay that's fine you know if, if that's how you read it no problem but then uh-huh. there's there's opportunities beyond that as well if you're if you're willing to get on the ride so to speak uh-huh yeah no it's really i i just i find them so like uh you, you know and maybe it's a kind of a cliche word or uh, you know they're like so poetic and they were like, really, they kind of moved me, you know? And like, I was even just like looking today, like uh, um, the Richard Brodigan, you know? And then, well, also, you know, I'm curious also about the dates, you know? Um, uh, I forget the one that I just, I saw there was like 1986 or something, or is there anything to those dates or like, is there a, a play with that? So yes and no. Oft, oftentimes uh-huh. there is. Um, like I'm, I'm looking at the Richard Brodigan right right now, actually. And uh, <laughs> okay, so 1967. It's it's uh, yeah. under his name, and and I believe that was the year he uh, he passed away. Okay. So you know, for instance, that one could you know an epitaph of sorts, or you know, kind of wherever you take it. Um, mm-hmm. But there's as far as intention. You know, my my intention is. Um, you know, fully in the, uh, create an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, rather than de- deliver a message. Right. Right. Um, no, it's really, I guess that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
because they I think they they do read like that you know they read like they're full of possibility you know they have this oh. openness to them that that seem like that um but kind of like moving from the text to the to the non-objective um I'm curious about like your your use of abstraction um the way that you create a picture plane and you have some reoccurring shapes that happen like within the work. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, it's like a so kidney shape I, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear kidney, kidney often for that shape. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hear um, like teeth as well. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, the the first, um, I actually went back and looked at the first piece I, I made with that shape and it was, uh, 2011. It was, a it was an old, old door and it had that shape on it. And then in the, the bottom right quadrant, it said, uh, it scrawled Joan of Arc and into the door. And, um, it's funny when I went back and looked at it, the shape was facing the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. it, it had been flipped. So some, somewhere over the years, you know, the, the, shape flipped to facing right or left or you know however you want to look at it but uh but it had been flipped horizontally um so I, I thought that was interesting how that kind of shifted without me even even realizing it um but with the shapes it, you know i i think it it just comes back to to a kind of an obsessive nature um mm. and just having some sort of obsessive quality in me that i um it just kind of keeps coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it just keeps, keeps coming out. And at some point it'll, it'll run its course. Um, but it's not, it doesn't represent anything to me. Um, you know, and, and they're all a little bit different, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, there, there's, there is a re repetitive, uh, repetitive nature of it. Um, So I, I yeah I, I wish I could offer more on that but it's it's really uh, you know it's 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 just kind of you get you know it's, it's these things just play out on their own um, uh -huh. you know there's there's this tendis, tendency rather to um, to create that shape and um, you know and, and over the last year or two there's there's been these sort of uh, mountainous topographic shapes that I've I've been creating as well. Mm -hmm. and it's uh and those started as being the um the bottom portion of those kidney shapes uh -huh. and then you know i flipped the canvas and was like okay uh, this is interesting I'll, I'll continue continue uh down this but when i start a a new painting it's it's never um i don't i don't sketch compositions or anything there's there's everything um it's always worked out on the canvas itself um, with, with paint. Um, and so I, I think that's something I'm sorry. I was just, so there's kind of like no pre-planned idea moving through or starting with the work. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I, I've found that, um, you know, when I kind of leave a trail of, uh, you know, dirt on the tires, so to speak, um, uh -huh that that's that's something that that really kind of gives the piece a a, a soul because you can see the um you know you can see and feel kind of the struggle mm -hmm. behind you know whatever the resolution is 
Um, yeah, so it's... It, no, I was going to say, certainly like talking about like maybe like Twombly or Basquiat, I mean, those feel heavily worked um, and you do see this process in their work. So that would, you know, that makes sense. And, you know, in terms of people you're looking at. Um, yeah. I was wondering though, like um, a little bit also like about like the, the scale you work, because it, it's funny, like some of them, um, are very small and then some of them are like really big um i was kind of i was curious about like how you because looking online they look you know in my mind they're like those should be giant pieces but they're like really tiny you know like sometimes even like six by eight inches or mm -hmm. I, I was wondering you know and also like thinking about you know abstraction at least in, you know, the history books, there are always these kind of like giant, you know, abstractions. And I, I was kind of thinking about like, you're kind of like, in sometimes, you know, you're the opposite of that. It's like this really tiny, like little abstraction that's, um, yeah, I'm just curious about the scale that you work at. Yeah, so, um, I think the the main size I, I, I work in is uh, 56 inches by 40. Uh -huh. um, and then um, I've, the past six, seven months, I've really enjoyed painting um, in the 48 by 60 inch. I've uh, been building stretchers in that size. Uh -huh. um, most of the newer work is uh, 48 by 60 inches. Okay. Um, and then, but then a lot of it, like the Brodigan piece, for instance, um, that is six by eight inches and a good bit of the work is, um, I, I work on multiple pieces at once. Okay. Um, that's kind of the only way I really know how to work is, uh, and I, I work on multiple scales at once. Um, and I think that, um, by doing that, it kind of keeps me, um, one, it, it prevents, you know, any sort of emotional attachment to the work on my end. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to remain emotionally attached to the process, you know, not, not, not the end, end result, so to speak. And I think, um, by working in, in different scales, big and small, that helps me in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it also helps me from getting too, um, you know, too cognitively or overthinking things. Mm -hmm. Um, if I, if I'm going back and forth between, uh, the large and small, uh, which, you know, that's, that's usually the case, um, in the same session at the same time. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it kind of keeps, uh, keeps me from thinking, oh, um, okay. you know, I, I don't, cause I don't, I really don't want to get into this situation where I'm trying to solve a puzzle. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. So by working on multiples and different scales, preventing you from trying to sell huh that's <laughs> that's really fascinating man. yeah and, and it's um you know i, I also I, I like it you know I, and i like seeing them next to each other i like i like the large with the small um mm -hmm. you, you know there's there's something uh you know really inviting about about a small piece yeah, yeah. and you know it's like oh like it's kind of it's like a secret or 
you know, it's this kind of, uh, this special thing that's, you know, it's small and it's, um, you know, you want to investigate it. Like, what, what is this? Um, and then, you know, the larger ones, uh, you know, scale, scale is, a is a tool. Um, and, um, you know, there's, there's an openness to them where you can kind of, uh, you know, maybe it's a little easier to, to swim in rather than, than the smaller ones. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think that they, uh, you know, they, they both certainly have their merits. Yeah. Could you, I'm, I'm really curious about that idea of like not solving puzzles. And, um, could you explain that more? Uh, like, I find that fascinating because I, I feel sometimes and maybe this is from my own work um, that that sometimes like like working on a piece like it kind of is a puzzle but here you're you're saying it's not and I'm I'm wondering if you could explain that more yeah so um i you know and and i i do the same thing i i you know i'll, I'll sketch at home like oh this is kind of where the where i left this piece Right. Uh-huh. Um, this is, this is the state the piece was in when I left the studio tonight. And so yeah. after dinner, I'll, I'll be like, Oh, like, how could I work this out? You know, uh, is it enough? Do I need another color? Like what form would kind of balance what's there and make this work? You know, I, I, I think in that way as well, I just, uh, that's, that's how I get myself back to the studio. Like, Oh, here's, here's, I kind of feel like I have a plan. And then I go back to the studio and it make myself abandon the plan. Okay. Um, but so it's, it's, it's kind of like a carrot, like, Oh, like go, go get back in there. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, particularly with, uh, with, with abstractions or, you know, even, uh, you know, geometric based paintings, particularly, um, well, any, any painting, I, I suppose, you know, you the artist is trying to work out the composition, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to something that, that works. Um, and I, I, I do the same thing, but I, I don't do it. I try not to do it in a, or I don't do it in a, uh, in, in a way that's like, okay, you know, what's, what's the, how does the rule of thirds work here? Where are my shapes? Uh, let's, think about the golden ratio. I don't, there's, there's no going down that road. Um, okay. cause it's, it's not, it, I, I think the, the work that I do that is, uh, presents the, the is successful and that it presents the best opportunity for the viewers. It, it's really, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's an explosion of, uh, of something. And I, I don't okay. know exactly what it is. Um, but so it's, it's really just kind of getting myself into a dance yeah. until something, something occurs and then recognizing this occurred, maybe I should step back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say I don't, I don't, you know, uh, look at things and say, all right, I, this isn't working. I got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but the, the figuring it out is just to, just to start. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, um, you know, an accident happens or something that was unintended. Right. Um, and then, and then there's a, a visceral reaction to that. And then at some point it, it leads to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that, that's that that's interesting. That's yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess um, one last because you said a lot of great things, and and I'm curious about one last thing that you said. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you you were saying that you you don't want to. Is it that you don't want to fall in love with a piece or you don't want to become attached to it? Is yeah, that, so could you explain that? I'm curious about that. Yeah, so I, I don't want my work to be the object of my desire. Uh-huh. Um I, I want you know, I, I wanna be um you know, and, and it it's it's a lot like chasing a love, the whole the whole gambit in the studio is, is a lot like chasing, you know, some sort of fleeting love where you, you, you get, um, you get little taste of it and you, and you, you, you become intoxicated with it. And, um, so you keep, you keep chasing it, but you never can catch it. Um, so I, I, I want to remain, um, infatuated with, with, with chasing the love through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, once, once the, the, the work is completed, uh, a piece is completed, there's, you know, there's a handshake and it, and we're off on our, on our own ways. Um, I don't, I don't have, uh, emotional connections to the work at, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am very much, you know, in love with the process, mm-hmm. um, you know, good, good and bad, um, as, as I'm sure, you know, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, human emotions that, that, that go into making a, a piece of art. You kind of, kind of run the myriad of, uh, you know, uh, uh, emotions on, um, you know, you just kind of rifle through all the human emotions in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in the creation of a piece, you know, there's, there's hope, there's despair, um, you know, there's sadness, there's grief, there's, uh, then there's, the, there's, there's love and triumph and all, and all these things. Um, so it's, it's very much like a, uh, like a full relationship, uh, each piece. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important to, to me to remain, um, you know, to, to remain chained to the process and, and, and not, uh, you know, not, not, not the pieces themselves. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. You, the the work seems so emotive, you know. <laughs> Thank you. That like uh, like I I don't know. I have this weird feeling in my head, um, but I'm not a painter, so I always I always have these these um, you know, like these uh, preconceived notions of of what that is. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I love painting though, and I, I love hearing painters talk about it um, because there's a certain the kind of alchemy to it that's, um, that's yeah interesting. Hundred percent. One, I I completely agree with that. I think, yeah. I think there's a lot of lot of alchemy in this, um, where it's like a, you know, how did this even happen? But it but it did, um, uh-huh. and that kind of. Uh, you know, there. 
when you're kind of on, on things are going well in the studio, uh, mm-hmm. which isn't every day, <laughs> isn't most days, but that means the days that things are kind of happening, uh, you know, it, it, it feels really good. And you're, you know, you really are riding the, the, the crest of that sort of, uh, you know, u- universal wave. Um, and it, 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 you're drunk with all of it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's a great thing. And, and there's an urgency in that where you're, you know, you're putting things down quicker than you can, you, you can, you can even barely move. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's the sweet spot. That's kind of the, uh, the high I'm always in here chasing. Mm. Mm. Um, wow. Well, I think, um, I think you've said it all. <laughs> <laughs> Hope, hope I didn't come in too hot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's great. It's uh, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated uh, by your work, and um, you know, I'm very interested to hear you talk about it. Um, and I, I really I appreciate you taking the time to to talk to us. So, yeah. Um, thank you. No, no. Thank thank you, Justin. It's it's a uh, it's really been a been a pleasure, and um, it's been great to to dive into uh collar works and see everything that's going on there oh, yeah. and uh the episodes of this i mean really really great stuff you guys are doing oh thank you so um, so thank you as always thank you for listening and if you like this please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And you can check out all of our old stuff on our website, collarworksgallery.org.